Diana, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Asian. I'm here with a very special guest, my sister Susan. Hello. Hi, Anni. So, do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, my name is Susan, and I am a new mom to an eight-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. Eight-month-old baby Olivia. A baby Olivia, yes. Um, and I just uh, started a new job today. Well, not, I didn't start a new job. I just quit my old job. Yay, exciting. Yay, congratulations. Thanks. Well, um, we are here to talk about Lunar New Year. Lunar New Year is coming up on the 12th. And I thought it would be a good opportunity for us to reflect on our childhood and talk about what it was like to celebrate the holiday being in a Korean-American household. Olivia is half Korean, half Chinese. You're married to a Chinese dude. So obviously your traditions are evolving as well. I think we could start with our experience in Lunar New Year growing up. We, We celebrated on January 1st. That's our thing. We don't really celebrate on Lunar New Year. Year. Mm -hmm. So every January 1st, our family typically gets together and we wear hanbok and we have a lot of great food and we do something called cheza. And I had a hard time actually thinking about how to explain cheza. So of course I pulled up handy Wikipedia and Wikipedia says, cheza is a ceremony commonly practiced in Korea. Cheza functions as a memorial to the ancestors of the participants. It is usually held on the anniversary of the ancestor's death. Um, and, you know, typically this is performed on Chuseok, which is the Korean Thanksgiving, and on Lunar New Year or the New Year. Yep. And in Cheza on the, can you describe what goes into it? Um... This is just a commentary for our specific family because I'm mm. sure that every family is different when they celebrate Cheza with their individual families. Mm-hmm. Um, for us, typically we would try to prepare uh, the food for our dead ancestors. Uh, usually it pertains to different um, meals where you would have a rice bowl, you would have a soup, you would have a dessert uh, dish you would have uh, variants of fruits and you know all these fruits because the uh, odd number is significant we would make sure that all the fruit numbers were counted in odd numbers to uh, basically so like so there's a table right there's a table and we have a lot of different offerings to our ancestors and what Anni is saying is that every like food item that goes on the table has to be in an odd number so like three five seven nine one one and i guess there's a significance to this i'm I'm not really sure how that works um there is a significance to but to be honest i don't know what the significance is i just know that uh, when you celebrate uh when you celebrate your dead ancestors you're supposed to do it in odd numbers yeah, so see, we don't really know why we're doing things either. We just do them because I that's what that's, 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 someone told someone us. Someone to told do. us, like Oma and Appa told us, this is how you do it, and we just do it, right? Yeah. And oh, and we wear hanbok, which a lot of I learned a lot of like Korean American families actually don't do this on a regular basis. Yeah, so we do it on a regular basis because our mom 
wants us to basically remember. She wants us to honor our Korean tradition. Yes, but she goes to the next level on it. Um, a lot of I heard from a lot of families that are Korean as well that they don't really wear hanbok at all. Yeah, and it's very strange that we actually wear hanbok on it. Really? I, I mean, I know maybe like one or two other families who do tend to do this. Um, but yeah, we, we do it every single year. And I've only known that version of like New Year's Day. Yeah. I mean, even to the point where Olivia and Peter also have their own hanboks yes. as well. Yes. Oma, Oma went to Korea and got a custom, like super, super nice hanbok made for Anni and Peter. Peter is Anni's husband. And um, they wear it every New Year when we do our chesa, and we get our yongtun, which is um, dragon money. Dragon money. <laughs> it's not so yongtun is like is like the equivalent of red envelopes in like Chinese culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we like it's basically bow good. bow to our parents and like tell them what our goals are and like it's basically good fortune. Good fortune. Yeah, exactly. Um, why do we call it dragon money though? It's because yong is dragon and ton is money, so we've translated it to dragon money somehow. <laughs> but it's definitely not the correct translation. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm learning about the Korean experience for the first time, please do not say it's dragon money. <laughs> That's just an inside joke. Yeah, inside joke. Um, yeah, what other things do we do? Uh, I mean, we usually take pictures and, you we know. Do. For our families because we have a lot of our families overseas right now and you know they usually can't see us on the regular so the pictures are really the only way they know yeah. how we are yeah we do take a family photo every new year and this year was pretty special because it was the first year that we had olivia in the photo right yeah and we also got olivia a hanbok oh my gosh <laughs> buying that hanbok was like a journey in itself yeah, I remember mom uh, texting me different outfit um, in several different well, days. Yeah, and because, you know, Olivia's eight months old. Like, it's kind of hard to find baby humbug that's like high quality. Usually for babies, like a lot of parents tend to just rent hanbok these days like mm-hmm. korean americans they go to like flushing or whatever or new jersey and they go to these hanbok places where you can rent a baby hanbok and it, it's not more than like a hundred dollars per mm-hmm. rental mm-hmm. but at that money if you're in korea you can buy like a your hanbok. own so of course like mom and i we went to you know korea and we were like well we have to buy a baby hanbok and my mom is really particular so we spent like multiple visits to different traditional it was markets different days too it was which different is kind of days funny. yeah and we like we in total we spent at least like 10 10 hours searching for like the right hanbok and finally we got something no no, no. let me explain the final something because what happened was you texted me a couple pictures yes and you said please help and to the point where we actually video chatted that moment and I remember looking at the shopkeeper's face and mom's face and mom pointing out at every humbug that was displayed saying this or this or this or yep. this. That's exactly what happened. But you know what? It was worth it because she looks adorable in the photos, even though we bought her like an age two size, which is far too large for her because she's eight months old. Yeah, she's But you know, we're, we're Asian. It. We bought a size that's larger because we know she's going to grow into it. Yeah. She'll wear it for the next like two 
New Year's. Yeah, I said, yeah, she And will. also, to be fair, she is kind of big. Uh, well, we told her, we told the shopkeeper her weight and her age, and she was like, oh, she's kind of big for her age. I was like, oh, really? Okay. I mean, she's considered average here. So In America. <laughs> I guess maybe if you compare to American babies, babies. but like from an Asian per- like baseline, I guess she's considered a little big. I guess so. According I to know. said shopkeeper. Said a shopkeeper. But yeah. But yeah, I mean... Our, that's our experience of Lunar New Year, but um, your experience of Lunar New Year has evolved since you're also married to a Chinese man. Why don't you tell us what it's like to celebrate Chinese New Year? Uh, so Chinese New Year is a little different from what we celebrate. as Or your in, version of Chinese New, New Year, Year anyway. Um, so what I'm aware is that normally uh, in Chinese New Year, you're supposed to visit all your family's uh, or relatives' households. Mm -hmm. So you visit each house to give uh, fortunes and Mm -hmm. blessings Mm -hmm. for the new year. Mm -hmm. And usually we would visit all these houses as a group and we would eat in the house. And it would be a house visitation for at least a week to different houses. Oh, well, that's because it's a week for you because you have so many different family members. No, usually it's about a week. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. But what if you don't have that many family to visit? What are you doing for an entire week? You would visit friends. Oh, I see. Okay. And you're bringing their uh, good fortune into their house, too. Interesting. So then you, you and Peter prepare red envelopes and you give them to your relatives. Right. So um, this is just for our particular families. We give red envelopes to Peter's parents. We give a red envelope to his grandma, but we also give red envelopes to any of his cousins or nieces and nephews that have not been married yet. Mm, okay so what is that process like do you just like give it to them because like you know in in our household we have to like bow and like insa which means like greeting to Mm -hmm. our parents basically we do a traditional bow and then we get our envelopes is there a similar no you just give it to them (laughs) just directly like hey Hey. happy new year here's some money (laughs) and then you know um granted that each person when you're in a couple you give one envelope from each person so for peter and me we have two envelopes and we'll give it to that one person so that person will receive two envelopes Mm -hmm. i got two envelopes from you guys Mm -hmm. so one from peter and one from me ah that makes sense now i remember like the year before last like two years ago when i wanted a red envelope i i heard that you were giving red envelopes so everyone in your family and I was like wait I didn't get a red envelope I was I was like I was like wait am I supposed to be getting one I texted all my friends who obviously are Chinese and I was like guys did you get red envelopes like am I supposed to get one and they were like well yeah if you're not married you get one I was like well (laughs) well the only reason why I didn't give it to you is because you're Korean and I was just giving it to the people to actually celebrate a Chinese New Year at the time of anyone likes getting money okay (laughs) Granted, we also did change and we made a cheer up for your red envelope situation. You know, the red, I was like very excited to get it because it's my very first red envelope in Mm -hmm. my life. Um, And I actually received it and I put it in a special place in my desk and it, it lives on my desk and has been for the last two years until like a few weekends ago when I forgot my wallet. And I desperately needed emergency money because I had nothing on me. And of course, like, there's tons of places that still don't accept Apple Pay. Um, And 
I had opened the red envelope and I found $5 in each one. And I remember thinking, well, this will get me lunch. I mean, uh, the red envelope, as far as the monetary amount, is different for each situation. I mean, some people would give a dollar, some people give five, ten, twenty. It really depends on the person providing it. Mm-hmm. Will Olivia be receiving any red envelopes this year? Oh yeah, um, she already started uh, receiving some red envelopes from some folks. She, because of coronavirus, you know, obviously we can't visit everyone, but she definitely has been receiving her red envelopes, and I'm sure she'll be receiving many more. Lucky her! Yeah, she's eight months old, and she's already like balling. Yeah, she is. She's balling. So, I mean, if she's eight months, that means you are an eight-month-old mom. How is it like being a mom? What are some of the biggest challenges you faced? I think just transitioning from taking care of yourself to taking care of another human being is like the biggest transition of all because your responsibilities are just on skyrocket mode um <laughs> you mean you have a, you have a lot of responsibility <laughs> yeah you have a lot of responsibility because you're you have someone that's really dependent on you and you know you don't want to fail uh at doing that one task yeah and i think parenting is really unique experience as in it's different for everyone mm-hmm. like i've read so many things about how parents like to parent each other meaning like oh this is the way you should do it or like this is the way that is best for your kid or why are you doing that to your kid oh yeah absolutely i mean even uh, our mom you know she actually was telling me you know last time where oh elizabeth seems thirsty you should give her some water and i said no you know she's just a newborn you have to just feed her milk that's the only Mm -hmm. thing that she's allowed to eat yeah that was that was news for me too i didn't realize that it's really important for your baby not to drink water when they're that young because it just fills up their stomach with empty nutrients and they need like every single right i mean granted she could drink water it's just that you know you're trying to feed her nutrients so she could develop during that first six months Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how's the sleep situation oh so sleeping is forever changed uh it would never (laughs) go back to it it was never never Never? really you think so i will never go back to the way it was i mean babies aren't babies forever babies aren't babies forever but you always have someone uh, trying to get your attention at the end of the day when you're trying to sleep so you will never go back to the way it was yeah, so for for uh, our listeners out there who aren't parents, what do you think they should expect like in terms of sleep? What changes? So when you have a newborn, uh, you're supposed to feed your baby about two to three hours uh, intervals each time for the first three months. So you are literally waking up, let's say, at midnight or three o'clock or six o'clock in the morning just to feed your baby. Whether it's breastfeeding or bottle feeding, you're still transitioning uh, and waking up during those times. Oof, yeah, that's a lot. Like I've noticed like in taking care of my body that I need eight hours of straight sleep, like continuous, uninterrupted, peaceful sleep, or else in the morning, I just don't feel the same. Right. I mean, like for me, I've gone used to it. So my body has adjusted to uh, erratic sleep behavior. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, you know, it's just something that you just get used to. Yeah. What else have you learned? Any new skills? 
Um, the new skills is basically how to put the diaper on the baby really fast. Especially for Olivia, she has this tendency to really hate being changed a lot. She'll start screaming and she hates it. She hates it. She she gets like this panic face. I ca- we call it the tomato face yeah. because her face just turns red. She just like screams. She hates it so much. Yeah, she definitely hates it. So we try to like throw a diaper or something at her so that she could preoccupy herself uh, with her two hands and at the same time we're blocking her vision from what's happening underneath so it's kind of funny and there was a story where um she we had in the beginning uh started changing her and we were trying to get used to the formula situation and you know we always want to give the best for our baby so you know we had changed her formula from the Simlac pro advance to the organic ones that um it's really oh. expensive it's like one can for 14 dollars. yeah but Wait, like okay so so what's what's the non-organic price uh Simlac for like one can it would be uh I mean, it really depends. Uh, we do the Costco, so it's yeah. technically and, 34 And this is not sponsored, although, Similac, if you're listening, we don't mind. Uh, it's about $34, I believe, um, but that's like a large one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but any case. But any case, uh, so we had switched her to the organic, and she had eaten it at the time. Um, and we noticed that, you know, her poop was getting, getting really funny. Um, it was getting runny, like Ew. almost diarrhea-ish. And to the point where, you know, we were changing her once and all of a sudden we got splattered with all her (laughs) diarrhea poop. It went all over her changing table, the floor. Um, It's kind of crazy because our bathroom door is also like very close by to the proximity of the area. So that got sprayed. So we had to. That was like a poop machine. She like throttled her poop. Yeah, it was not pleasant. But was it, oh my god, was she? So she was essentially pooping while you were changing her. Correct. So oh, now no. we realized from that experience, like, hey, there's a possibility that she might pee or poo during the changing time. So we always keep the flap of the diaper open for a mm-hmm. little bit. We don't change her immediately. Mm-hmm. We uh, that's the wait. tip. Yeah, that's the tip. You gotta keep it open for a little bit just yeah. in case you get stimulated and yes, like something exactly. happens. Exactly. Oh man, see that's that's insane, and that must have been so gross. I mean, it's gross, but at the same time, you just are you just like, or are you like in smiley new parent mode, and you're like, teehee, like it's my baby's poop. <laughs> I mean, you have to just end up knowing that you know she doesn't know that she did it. You know, she just what if she's like trying... cackling during the thing? No. She's like, ah, ha, 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 my poop. <laughs> As a newborn, they have no sense of awareness, so it's kind of like they're trying to figure out their new body and how it's supposed to function so i understand and you know at the end of the day she's my daughter anything that surprised you about giving birth i had thought that i would be giving her a natural birth i mean every mom thinks that yeah every mom goes into it being like i want a water birth like i want a natural birth no medication for me i mean i always knew that uh, I would be having an epidural. Yeah. Um, I wasn't kidding myself at you that time. You like, were like, give me the drugs. Right. So <laughs> at the time, uh, I initially, with my husband, uh, we had gone to birth 
uh, classes, and we did it for two months. And uh, the doula would, you know, go into details about what I should prepare for, uh, breathing techniques, you know, how to relax my muscles, how uh, the labor process goes, and we went through a lot of training during these times. And this was during the time. Uh, before corona so you know we were in the classes physically in this uh, doula's house and you know it was like two hour session each day and it was kind of crazy was it was it like private or there other there are other couples uh, couples there um there were about i think it was about eight total but um it, it was really informative i mean i granted i learned a lot from the doula it to the point that i was thinking oh maybe i should just have a doula during my birth <laughs> because it, there's a lot of women who like get doulas yeah because you know you want that support and you also want that person who can just try to like calm you down and you know mm-hmm. know what she's doing mm-hmm like uh, a lot of the times um, and this is true when you're in a hospital the nurses they just are so busy mm-hmm. and you know they just, have a lot to take care of they have a lot to take care of and they can't specialize for just one person so right. you have that doula to give that extra attention for you yeah. but you ended up not having a doula right obviously. I ended up not having a doula um, my husband was there during the time and luckily he was able to come into the hospital since this was during the COVID times. Um, Which is what we're still in. <laughs> yes. Um, at the time of, they just reversed the whole being alone in the hospital that you could only uh, yeah. be in the hospital without your partner or significant other. Um, so I was really grateful for, uh, to have my husband at the time there. Um, I had planned the natural birth, obviously, with all these classes and stuff. But uh, what happened was... Um, Olivia's heart rate had decreased during um, my the time that I had the epidural and uh, when I had also the induction happen or inducement happen. So uh, it was kind of uh, surreal where to the point that they had to stop my induction. And um, they the next day they were like, you know, we ha- recommend you having a C-section because mm. of the heart rate. That's scary. Yeah, I mean, that's something that you never prepare for. But I knew that I had to do the C-section in order to have Olivia have a safe uh, delivery. Yeah, I bet. I mean, no mom just goes in thinking, oh, things are not going to turn out great. Like, I'm sure that was a big surprise and shock for you in the moment, too. Like, oh, is everything going to be okay? Is my baby at risk? And there's just so many possibilities that can really go on at that moment. Yeah, I mean, definitely um, the doctor had recommended me uh, to do a C-section, but she said it's my choice if I really wanted to have a natural birth. And I already knew the decision that I'd rather have a safe delivery and whatever pain or whatever uh, problems happen afterwards, I could deal with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because i think that that it becomes your priorities are super clear like you just want her to come out safely that's all like parents really wish for right as a new mom do you have any like tips or advice that you can share with other new parents any parent hacks uh i would say uh if you're able to afford it have amazon prime um, only because there's so many things that you need for a baby, so many uh, different milestones your baby will go through that you just need to kind of 
get that item as quickly as possible you don't have time to wait online you don't have time to go outside to just try to shop for these things especially with coronavirus right so it's the prime has really helped us where you know the deliveries come to two or three days even that same day this is also not sponsored by amazon prime but amazon if you're listening we don't mind So, um, like, for example, you know, she is now going through her teething phase where I had to, like, order her teething stuff. You know, Man, we're her trying... teeth are, they're small, but they're mighty. You know, for fun, I stuck my pinky in her mouth today, and she bit so hard that there are little, like, baby teeth marks on my pinky. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, she like, has no control over I saw, her. I saw, I just, when I opened but, her mouth, I see, like, two little teeth, and I'm like, hee hee, it's just little tooth. No, it is strong. Yeah, especially, you know, if you're trying to breastfeed still. Oh like, my some God. moms will breastfeed for uh, one year, some will longer. I, I give massive props to the moms who commit to breastfeeding for a year. That is some dedication. Yeah, I mean, for... Uh, for me, I definitely tried um, to breastfeed Olivia for six months because that's at least a minimum amount. Minimum, um, minimum amount, really. Minimum amount uh, to develop their immune system properly. But like, there's tons of mom who who just like can't like they just right they can't. can't. So formula is really the best way to go because I know that the vitamin D in formula helps the baby. If the baby's only breastfed, uh, they usually recommend having a vitamin D shot. If they can just buy all the toys that you possibly need. <laughs> buy all the toys. Um, you have a lot of toys. Yeah. I didn't expect that you would have so many baby toys, but I'm like looking at her little baby crib plan, like playpen thing, and she's got a lot of toys. But honestly, I don't even think you need to buy toys. I know that's just like this cheap side of me talking, but I gave her a toothpaste today, like a little toothpaste thing and she loved playing with it yeah but the thing is the toothpaste thing if she ever uh eats it eats it and then it happens to puncture a hole and she takes the toothpaste yeah. that would then be that's a, a problem. problem that's a problem right and all her toys are safe <laughs> safely you know they're just things that is not toxic and all that stuff so I, yeah I'm uh, also, you know, for as far as hack, uh, you know, having a having just people to, around and to help out during certain times is unbelievably helpful. Like, if you're able to have like family members or even hired help, because to do it alone in with just two people, like eventually at some point, you know, you have like some mental times where you just want to break yeah of course it's like taking care of a baby is a 24 7 job and sometimes you just like need time to relax Mm -hmm. and do your self-care and stuff Mm -hmm. see look how good i am i come whenever you want me to yeah i always uh (laughs) i always ask you what your schedule is and if you have any meetings and then you tell me when you're free and then i go like okay come in all those times times. exactly (laughs) that's that's our system that's how we work I told Anni like she has an unlimited subscription to a uh, Task Rabbit Diana, like emo emo coming to help take care of the baby until May, since that's when I have to start school. 
Um, but until then, yeah, unlimited subscription. It's yeah. a good situation, I think. Yeah, I mean, I really appreciate you coming over and helping out with Olivia no because, you know, it's hard to do work and take care of Olivia at the same time. It is. It and is. it's always easier for three people to look after one baby versus two people. Yeah, without a doubt. I sometimes think about that. I'm like, if I ever have a kid... Will Unni do this for me? She's already going to have a kid to like occupy herself with. Well, like, my kid will work? help your kid. My kid will help your Hopefully your kid will be old enough to actually know how to take care of a baby. Yes, exactly. I mean, not that they can actually take care of a baby. I mean, but they can but like, entertain. entertain a baby. Exactly. Yeah, that is true. That's a thing. Earlier, you mentioned YouTube videos as well. Yeah, I mean, we had a conversation as far as, you know, how to prefer a baby i mean you could read all the books and for at least for me his books are not enough like i gotta actually visually see like what other parents are doing and what their methods are just so i know that hey if i never need some kind of different method i could mm-hmm. try to do it with this mm-hmm. i remember um peter and i looking through youtube videos uh and we stumbled upon an oprah Mm -hmm. Uh, clip where she she introduces this baby talk specialist and like certain words like nah Mm -hmm. it means like i'm hungry and you know oh is that real i don't think so to be honest (laughs) Uh, so what did you really learn from it i mean we learned that hey you know there's when she cries there's only really like three things which is either she's tired Mm -hmm. she's hungry Mm -hmm. or she needs a change of diaper that's mm. it. As she's getting older, I've noticed a lot of her personality is starting to come out. Right. And like she tugs at my hair if I'm like sitting next to her and I'm like not looking at her because mm-hmm. she wants attention. Right. And I know it's just attention. Like as soon as I turn around and look at her, she's like, okay, I'm done. And she like turns around her body and like looks at a book. And I'm like, didn't you just, didn't, were you just looking for me? And, and like five, like one second later, she's like, I'm done. Like, yeah. She just wants to know that she has your attention. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter that you're giving her the attention as somewhat. It's just that it's available. To yeah. Her. It's like, do I have your attention? funny what kind of self-care things are you doing sometimes when i have the time to do you know take the long showers instead of you know having a quick rinse uh if i'm able to have that hot long shower Mm. it really helps uh, just to have that breathable moment when you're trying to take care of a baby yeah um What's a long shower to you how long is that um so normally my showers are about like five minutes uh-huh. Um, but a long shower would be like I'm sitting at, or not sitting, I'm standing in the shower and just drenching myself for like a good 10 minutes not moving. Because that's your alone time, your yeah. me time. Right. Um, sometimes, you know, when she's able to go to sleep, I take a nap with her. So that's my self-care as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, recently, I have a new job. Well, new job, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll be taking a break in order to kind of get into a routine of trying to exercise since i haven't been looking after my health as much um but that is the goal that's nice it's like a little reset Mm -hmm. that's awesome and do you find yourself like are there other moms you reach out to for oh, like, yeah, community absolutely. and things like that? Um, now that social media is such a thing. and <laughs> Social media is yeah. such a thing. Social yeah. media has been a thing for a long time. It, it has been a long time, but it's much more easy to get information. Like I'm sure like back then it was like all about community and everyone being together and you would get 
tips from like it was your more relatives. Physical, I think it's less digital. Less digital. Yeah. You, um, definitely. Now you have more information accessible. So That's like true. I'm part of this mom group. It, um, it's like Momily Astoria. Um, <laughs> And then I'm also part of this parenthood group uh, as well. Are they all local? Yeah, they're local. um, They're in New York. uh, And, you know, you see the post where people are, like, sleep training their babies or they have, like, certain questions as far as rashes. And, you know, you see these images and you kind of understand, like, everyone's going through the same thing. And it's nice to reach out to a support group that, like, is experiencing the same thing as you are. That's awesome. Do you think post-corona you'll like meet up in person and do things together? Um, post-corona, I don't think so, to be honest. Um, I'm just a person that just um, is more private. And, uh, you know, I know that if I if the person that I'm trying to meet is someone that I really feel um, a connection with and, you know, I'm really grateful for, of course I would meet that person. Uh, It's just I'm more of a person who uh, goes into these groups and I see the information available to me and I read it. So you're a lurker. Yes. (laughs) That's what they're called, a lurker. lurker. (laughs) Any last words of advice for our listeners? You know, they're a varied group. They could be new parents they could be single people. They could be experienced parents. Life is going to throw anything and everything at you. Um, you just have to go with the flow. Go with the flow. Amen. Thank you for coming on my show, Anni. Mm. Thank you for having me. Yep. Anytime. <laughs> Literally. Anytime. <laughs> Literally anytime. When- Come over tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, signing out. Bye. Bye.